You're listening to Data Unlocked, driving better marketing with better data. We're interviewing marketing leaders to discuss how they're using customer data to bring more deeply personalized experiences to market. This podcast is sponsored by Simon Data. We help marketers unlock their customer data to deliver a better customer experience at scale. Hello, everyone. My name is Jason Davis, Simon Data CEO and co-founder and your host. I'm excited to have today Heine Zechariasen, founder and CEO at Vivino on our podcast here. Hi, Heine. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you for having me. It's great. Awesome. As some of you may know who are listening today, Vivino is the world's largest wine app and, and also has a tremendously expansive wine marketplace and really quite a few amazing bottles to purchase across the marketplace with the, with relationships with wineries as well. Heine, maybe we can just talk about you know, at the top in, in terms of the customer journey and really where the business started. Today, the application offers a tremendous number of, of, of ways of exploring wines, of learning about wines, scanning wines, but really where did it all begin? Yeah. No, yes, that's, that is some journey because we've moved quite a bit over the past uh, 10, 10 years or so. I must say, wow, that's a long time. It really comes back to really me not being an expert in wine, but rather being someone who loved wine and wanted a little bit of help when buying a better bottle of wine. So it takes me back to 10 years and walking into a supermarket and just seeing this wall of wine and thinking, what the heck do I buy? You stand there, you see all these wines, and the only thing you have basically is a price and a, a fancy wine label. And, and that's what we wanted to change. That was the original thing. How can we help people drink better wine? And so, so that's how we started. And you know, with technologies, it's a lot about timing. So around the time that we started looking into this, a lot of things happened. Like the smartphone was starting to get some maturity. It was launched in 2007 and the app store launched in eight. And by 10, it was a pretty good product. And at the same time, all the phones had a camera. They were all online. So all those things came together around the time when we launched Rubino. So taking from that idea to actually building a product where you can take a picture of any bottle of wine and get all the information about the wine felt like a natural next step for us. Yeah, no, and I, I've certainly used the, the wine scanning feature. It's, it's super awesome. A friend comes over for dinner, brings a bottle of wine. Hey, this is pretty good. What is it? Where did I get it? Yeah, how much do you, you know, how much can I get it for? That's really a fantastic experience. Or um, when friends come over, you want to see, yeah, they give you a bottle, but you want to see how good friends you actually are. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, and, and so I guess from the wine scanning application, you know, where, where did the marketplace come into play? And how do you think, how do you start thinking about actually selling wines on top of that? Yeah, it's quite funny because most companies evolve and they think they're going to do something, they end up doing something else. But if I go back 10 years and look at like the pitch that we did 10 years ago, it's actually very similar in the sort of idea as it was back then. Because when I pitched Davina back then and said, hey, we're going to build this thing. It's going to be this amazing scanner where you can look up every bottle of wine in the world. And then over time, we're going to put a marketplace on top of that. So when you're sitting at a restaurant or somewhere else, you just do two clicks and buy this wine. So that was always the plan. We didn't really start accelerating that till 15, 16, but it was always the plan to get, because it just makes a lot of sense. You're about to make a purchase decision or you're about to drink a bottle of wine. So being able to buy it was a natural next step, although it took us many years to start building it and, and should I say even more years to, to get it to work and so on. It's been a very complicated journey to actually make it work. 
Yeah, no, I, I bet. And I think one thing that we've talked about, and we've been working together on, on the Simon Data platform now for I don't know, four or five years or something, yeah, the world of wine is incredibly diverse. And, and that's not just from a wine perspective, but also from a wine drinker perspective. You have your, your casual drinkers who may never spend more than 10 bucks a bottle if they go to a store. You have folks who are price insensitive yet are still casual wine drinkers and they spend drop $50 with no problems. And then you have folks who are incredibly discerning and know exactly what they need, exactly what vintages and in that sort of level precision and is paramount. So I guess when you look at the types of customers that Vivino has today and how and how you're really trying to engage them relative to the marketplace, to the wine app, to the wine scanning app, what does that look like and how do you think about that? Yeah, I think important thing here is that I'm going to go as far as to say that we won this space. There's nobody else who's even close to us in the app space for wine. And one of the reasons why I think we were successful is because we had defined that very clearly. So who is our customer? Who's going to be the main audience for this? And what we wanted to do is to really target the casual wine drinkers. So you know, not the experts and maybe not the yellowtail person at the bottom. We wanted to drink, find casual wine drinkers that that love wine, but did not necessarily want to make it a hobby. And so now a lot of people use it, but we really define that very clearly. And then I'd like to add to that. When you install the Vino in, where are you? Are you in Connecticut or are you in New York? Where are you? You're up, upstate New uh, York, right? I'm based, we were formerly in Brooklyn, yeah, based now in Eastern Long Island. Today I'm actually visiting family in rural Wisconsin, but. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so when, when you open the app in Wisconsin or on, on Long Island, uh, you actually have the same binary as somebody who is in Barcelona. But what actually you see thereafter is very different, right? Obviously, the language is going to be different. But on top of that, all the wine that are served are just going to be totally different. It, it, what you like, also what's available to you and so on, price points, taste, everything's different. So it can just feel like a, almost a different product from user to user. And that's exactly what we want to do. How are leading brands using data to bring more deeply personalized experiences to market? Find out on Data Unlocked, driving better marketing with better data. You can listen to more episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. This podcast is sponsored by Simon Data. We help marketers unlock their customer data to deliver a better customer experience at scale. Yeah, no, yeah, that, that's awesome. And certainly personalization, you're really understanding the customer, both within the app and, and, and every touch point that Vivino has with the yeah. customer is, is, is really just critical to success. And, you know, I, I guess one thing, one question I'd ask on the back of this is when you think about the next one, two, three years, really being in, in, in a pretty awesome place and in, in, in coming to market in the category, winning the category, I know. Back in the day, yeah, yeah, there were plenty of other folks uh, who did this and Vivino did it the best and persevered and is now in an amazing place. When you think about further growing the base uh, on the back of a, a fairly healthy round, congratulations, by the way, that Thank you guys closed, I guess, what, in February? Yes. How do you think about that next tier of growth and what does that look like? Yeah, honestly, you already touched on it. Like it is a lot about personalization. And if we look at that journey, so our first thing was to build data about the wine. So get all the data about wine. How, where does it come from? What's the grape? All those things. And especially, is it good or is it not so good? What are the ratings on these wines? That was like the first part of the journey. And it helped people. Like buying wine is difficult. And now they could be a little bit more confident when buying wine. And I think taking that to the next level is really personalization. So not only can you give you the generic information about the wine, uh, the rating, all those things, 
now we put it in a perspective from you. What does it look like for you? Will you like this wine? And that's where this new feature comes in, match for you. Just like Netflix has it, we'll tell you how likely it is that you will like this wine. And, and that just hasn't been seen in the industry before because nobody's really had the data that we have to be able to do that. Yeah, no, that makes a ton of sense. I was actually you know, digging into some of the, the, the messages that our, our platform is, is delivering in conjunction you know, with all the great work that your team is doing. And there's a really cool message that, that goes out. If you scan a wine, I think either later that night or the next morning, you'll get a follow-up on the wine you scanned. And there'll actually be two different calls to action. You know, one will be what you expect. Hey, this wine is available. Purchase, on the, purchase it on the, on the marketplace. Check it out. Review it. But then on top of that is a couple of recommendations for similar wines. And these are wines that come from you know, not just the marketplace more broadly, but from actually Vivino's offers product, which are those yeah. that are vetted, highly rated. So it's a really interesting workflow where it comes in response to an that I took. It overlays the recommendations and the personalizations. It overlays the rating systems and the expert reviews. And it doesn't recommend just wines that we relevant to me, but those that also thinks are highly vetted, yeah. high, high value and, and compelling. And I actually bought it, bought a case the other day from a, a Brunello that I got. And I think there was some of the Brunello that was you know, super highly rated and better value. It hasn't arrived yet, but we'll see how that is. I'm sure it's true though. It's going to be better value. It's all about when you do these touch points, when you touch your community and your consumers or customers, whatever they might be, be relevant. Don't bother me if you don't have anything that's relevant. Just leave me alone. So that's where the CRM is incredibly important to you, that, that when you touch somebody and say, hey, we want to take a little bit of your attention, be relevant. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess one thing. Uh, that we've talked about in the past also, Heine, is this notion of organic versus marketing-driven engagement. There's some things that will just happen. I remember when we last spoke, you said, hey, every day we get, I won't say the exact number for the podcast, but you know, we get a large I'll number. I'll say them. <laughs> <laughs> you can say it. Great. Better you than me. Uh, yeah, yeah. But then there are other things that maybe may not happen organically because the discovery is a bit more, more nuanced or the purchase consideration isn't necessarily something you do in a 60-second or five-minute you know, in-app experience. Yeah. I'd say historically, if you think about everything as a funnel, like first and foremost, up top, we're a community, right? The reason why people come to us is for this amazing community where we have this collection of data that's, that's never been seen before. So when at top of that funnel where the community is, 20,000 people install the app every single day. So that's all been very organic because we built this product that, that people love. When it comes to trickling down that funnel, we use like the CRM, the Simon data, and those things and, and more sort of marketing style, but always being loyal to the customer and, and being relevant and offering them great value. I think in the longer term, we're also going to move up with the non-organic, with the marketing side, move up funnel and start reaching out to people on other platforms. And so we also have a little bit more funds to do more marketing. So what used to be very much a conversion game on, on the marketing is going to move up also to, to be an acquisition game. Yep, no, totally. And, and, and also just looking at, at the footprint of the app with a tremendously massive install base, the opportunities around increasing engagement and getting folks who use the app but have never purchased, if that can increase by even you know, a couple of percentage points, yes. that would be transformative for the business. Exactly. You move those a little bit and, and uh, hey, these people are drinking and buying wine somewhere. We just need them to buy it in the right place. Go to the App Store, go to Google Play and install Vivino and we open the world of wine for you. You can scan any bottle of wine and get the information, obviously also buy on the platform to help you drink better wine. Great. Yeah. Well, thanks Heidi for being on the podcast and you know, really appreciate your transparency and thoughts and, and vision for where the wine app and marketplace came from and, and where it's heading in the years to come. Thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure.
You've been listening to The Data Unlocked, driving better marketing with better data. You can listen to more episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. This podcast is sponsored by Simon Data. We help marketers unlock their customer data to deliver a better customer experience at scale.